Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Much ingenuity with little money is vastly more profitable and amusing than much money without ingenuity, as said by Arnold Bennett. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network, where we are proud to be celebrating uh, our fifth year of weekly broadcasting uh, recently. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and the theme for our show is The Gift of Ingenuity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GodStar and great nonprofits. Be The Star You Are has launched Operating Hurricane Matthew Relief to get books to the victims of the devastating storm in the United States. If you can help us help them, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a donation and get more information. We are shipping to Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Please help us help those in need. And so today, for the gift of ingenuity, we have Joven with us this week uh, with this installment of World Watch. Take it away, Joven. Hey, all. Excited to be returning again to express yourself. Now, for this gift of ingenuity theme segment of my show, World Watch, the idea came to me to focus on some recent innovative companies that shook up the industries they were a part of. One of the most fitting examples for a topic such as this is Pixar. Pixar burst onto the Hollywood spotlight with the 1995 release of Toy Story and has continued to produce many more hits since then. Renowned for the quality of their films, Pixar definitely changed the animation industry in a big way. Now, originally, Pixar was part of the graphics and computers group of Lucasfilm, George Lucas's film company, where he produced hits such as Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Lucas sold Pixar, which was then part of his computer division, and Apple's Steve Jobs became the primary investor. Funnily enough, 30 years later, Lucasfilm and Pixar would both be reunited again under Disney. Throughout the 1980s, Pixar remained focused on hardware. However, they essentially transitioned into a film studio after the aforementioned Toy Story. Ever since then, more and more hits have been churned out, including The Incredibles, Cars, WALL-E, Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, and many more. Their success influenced other companies, such as Fox, Warner Bros., Universal, and DreamWorks, to start producing animated films of their own. However, they didn't just influence the industry by making good movies. Pixar was the first company to make movies using a completely new art style, computer-generated imagery, or CGI, which was different than the traditional hand-drawn or stop-motion animation at the time. Now, computer-generated imagery had actually been a pet project 
of the head of the Pixar studio, John Lasseter, who was actually fired by Disney a decade earlier for advocating for a completely computer-generated film. Today, however, a majority of animated films follow the example set by him. After Disney bought Pixar approximately a decade ago, the heads of Pixar were also appointed the heads of Disney Animation. There, they pioneered the concept of companies driven by creatives instead of executives. For example, they have regular meetings of the Pixar Brain Trust, a group of their most prominent directors and writers who develop new movies and stories together. After adding this to Disney as well, this helped spawn recent hits such as Frozen or Zootopia, with Frozen being arguably, arguably one of the biggest international phenomenons of the decade. While this all may not seem like too much, these changes definitely were groundbreaking in the film industry. A company that has also been around for a lot less than Pixar and is certainly not a household name yet is Supercell. Supercell is a mobile gaming company from Finland who would certainly belong on a list of ingenious and innovative companies such as this one. While you may not have heard of them yourself, millions of people across the world play their games daily. They are the brains behind popular mobile games such as Clash of Clans, Heyday, Boom Beach, and Clash Royale. These four games are among the most successful mobile games of all time. In fact, the last one I listed, Clash Royale, actually held the record for the most downloads ever in the first week of its existence until the release of this summer's Pokemon Go. Not only do these games have millions of players daily each, hundreds of millions of players over their lifetime, they also make an obscene amount of money. In fact, back in 2013, when only two of these games were even out, um, both of which had been out for only a year, the two games made them a combined $2.4 million a day. Not bad for a company only founded three years earlier. The aforementioned four games are in fact the only games they currently support after having existed for over six years. Reason being, they meticulously craft every aspect of their games and must be extremely proud of the final product in order to release it to the public. They also use the creatives over executives principle that I talked about with Pixar. Supercell's games are developed by small groups composing around five people each. Something odd in a game industry where hundreds of people often work on games, especially ones as successful as Supercell's. The game is not successful, not working, or anything like that. The people with the final say on whether to shut it down are those who made it, the team of five. In fact, to complement the developers themselves, the CEO and co-founder of the company is a big gamer himself. Even though Supercell was just founded a few years ago, they've already shaken up the game industry by essentially defining mobile games to the world, and I, for one, am excited to see what they'll do next. Anyway, I just thought the stories of these two companies were extremely fascinating, thought they correlated very nicely to this ingenuity-themed topic. Hopefully, you did too. Awesome. I think this report was perfect for the theme that we have today, especially with the mentioning of Steve Jobs, because I feel like he is just the impersonation of ingenuity. He is such a genius. He had so oh, many for ideas. Sure, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs of this age really aspired uh, to be like Steve Jobs with how creative he was, with how successful he was, even when he went through all those hard times, uh, which I think is so awesome. But uh, how will the companies you mentioned continue to be ingenious in the coming years, especially with the new age of technology that we have now? 
Well, as though it might not sound very innovative, basically what they need to keep doing is continue what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, such a, for example, Pixar recently had two films make um, had their first two films make over a billion dollars. Um, 2010's Toy Story three and just earlier this year, Finding Dory, and so. Um, they, with the money that they make from these films, an obscene amount, uh, they can use the money from this <laughs> to uh, keep exploring totally new ideas. For example, um, WALL-E, which came out approximately eight years ago, it was very different for an animated kids movie. The first half hour, there weren't really any words, and it was just watching a robot pretty much walk around and apocalyptic style earth and so it's just stuff like this that like um they can continue to explore new ideas like this and as we've seen so far they've been very successful in doing so mm-hmm. yeah 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 and you know the thing with wally is the the fact that it's in this post-apocalyptic world and like oh you know it's talking about hey we didn't take care of our environment this is what happened it's like completely a new concept and i was watching Definitely. i was watching um I don't know if you've heard of the YouTube series, um, I think Honest Trailers. Anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they do they do kind of like little uh, critiquing spoofs. And I think either they did it or another series called Cinema Sins did it, and they they actually commented on how like crazy like genius or like crazy you know unique it was that Wally in particular had this kind of setting that it was so different from other children's movies. Oh, and for so, sure. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> if you really so, think about it, the whole story is pretty morbid. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, whoa, okay. It's very, like, <laughs> oh topical, gosh. too. It is, it is. Yeah, and especially with, like, everything going on around climate change and how we really mm-hmm. need to focus on that. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of the times you have to be able to address a younger and younger crowd once you get more successful and able uh, in order to really go with the times and change with the times. So, Jovan, how do you think these kinds of companies and their innovative approaches affects teens? Well, a quote from Walt Disney actually comes to mind here. He once famously said, "There's let's keep one thing in mind. It all started with a mouse. And I think that's kind of interesting that, like, basically, if you have the idea, if you have the passion, and if you have the work ethic, mm-hmm. you can basically go anywhere in life. And so that's definitely something that we should be teaching teens. Like, so how, um, with our topic of the gift of ingenuity, mm-hmm. we can show them that if you have these sort of innovative ideas and stuff and you keep exploring them, that it will pay off for you in the end. And this is also kind of correlates to how I was talking earlier about how these two companies both have the creatives over executives um, Mm -hmm. sort of concept where the people who are actually the backbone of the company and basically creating most of the stuff that we know and love from them Mm-hmm. those are the ones in charge instead of somebody with basically just an MBA sitting behind the desk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that makes me think of, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody can relate to this, but with all the games that Call of Duty has been coming out with, if you go back uh, to the very first game that cr- they created and then refer to the most recent game they've created, which I think is um, Infinite Warfare, I think, something like that, and 
you can see how they have progressed from their very first game to the most recent game that they've produced. And it's crazy to see how the graphics have changed, the story has changed, and it makes you think of the people that were behind all of the magic. Of oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's actually a funny story about that. I remember reading once that when Pixar was making Finding Nemo, they had to redo a lot of the animation because it looked a little too realistic. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So audiences might somehow think that it, maybe parts of it weren't animated. <laughs> so that oh, was wow. Fun. That's insane. Yeah, sometimes, it, it's, yeah, sometimes you got to back off on the ingenuity. <laughs> and I feel like that is... that. Is is kind of a theme though what you just mentioned where like in art if you tie it to that like oftentimes or art and science oftentimes people who do have like really cool innovative ideas will be kind of shunned and I think it's cool that in like the startup community and in like software and you know movie making it's not it's not too much like that although there is the Pixar like oh you gotta back off there but I think I think generally like in in this like industry, especially in the movie industry or like uh, gaming, there's really I think there's more acceptance to really new ideas and innovative for ideas, sure. and I think that's it's, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge sort of medium out there for anyone like passionate to kind of do whatever they want. There's mm-hmm. a famous comedian Louis C.K. Oh yeah, <laughs> my dad yeah, loves yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like he's been kind of. He's not like, really signed to any major labels or anything like that. He like self-releases his own comedy specials and things like that on his own website. And so he's been kind of helping other comedians do sort of the same thing, which basically allows them to create their own material, do whatever they want, instead of having to conform to someone else's rules. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like, I feel like that's especially in a more creative field, like, yeah, stand up and maybe art. It's nicer to be, oh, and then computer, like gaming as well. It's nicer to be yeah. definitely self employed, as you mentioned earlier, because that does give you a lot of creative reign. Or like my, my dad, for example, he's a software engineer and he works, he works at Salesforce. So he does a lot of, you know, working with cloud. But then on his own time, he does a lot of like game development, which allows as him more creative reign so I think it's really cool that I think I think there are like 22 million people in the United States who are um who are self-employed and like oh, do wow. their own thing yeah and so that's like yeah. well you know in this day and age it's like a new thing it's really cool it Definitely. is and actually they have a quote that small businesses are the backbone of America which is oh yeah oh yeah Two, sure. 20 28 million 28 yeah. million small businesses exactly. it's huge they generally Generated like nine hundred billion in like income, I think in two thousand eleven. It's insane. (laughs) It's crazy, and it is true. You know, we have all these innovative people who are coming out of the shadows and creating their own businesses, which I think is part of the ingenuity aspect. That that is really where all of our ideas come from. That's where all these small businesses and, and companies come from. Is the the ingenuity of, of people and how inventive people are and how creative everybody is, which is so cool. But thank you so much, Joven, for another awesome World Watch segment. I think it's really cool how we have these segments. They're amazing. Unfortunately, we're just simply out of time. But during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Support our show and these amazing 
advancing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is www.bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our talk on the gift of ingenuity. The later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Bajijia. We celebrated the fifth anniversary of our launch of Express Yourself Teen Radio uh, recently, so make sure to listen to some past shows. Uh, Asia, you've got something in store for us today. What do you have? <laughs> All right. So when I was thinking of ingenuity this past uh, week, I was thinking about all of the teen entrepreneurs out there and when I was 13 I started my own business and that gave me so many opportunities for different experiences uh, meeting new people and traveling to new places and when I thought of all of these things I was able to really look back on everything that I've been able to do especially with the events that I've been able to speak at the events that I have been a part of especially uh, receiving some rewards and meeting different people such as younger entrepreneurs and different business owners, especially the CEO of Redbox. I've met the creator of uh, MapQuest and and all these different people. And and one of them actually became one of my mentors and traveling to new places all across the country. And I love to travel. So being able to get that opportunity was absolutely cool. So it's also not so easy to produce a small business at a young age, especially before the age of 18. And really, it comes down to mind over matter. At a young age, it's really hard to come across resources, especially money. So this required us teenagers to uh, really think outside of the box. So creativity really is everything, especially being able to think on your feet. How quickly can you come up with ideas? And not only that, but do you have the passion to really execute them and turn them into reality? And it was funny, my mom and I came up with this term for all the people that I've met, and especially me um, and a part of the group that I am with. We call ourselves teenpreneurs, 
because uh, we are teen entrepreneurs, and I thought that was <laughs> such a cool word. Uh, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure somebody else came up with that, too, but I love that's just what we are called, and I think it's really cool to have, like, our own name for some people who are just so inventive. Like, these kids who are younger than I am, I've met some 11- to 12-year-olds who have created their own successful businesses. It's crazy. With, uh, with teen entrepreneurs, our whole life in business is depending on on our creativity and ingenuity you know how can we make our business better what can we do to make uh to better market our product what can we do to reach a different audience or how can we reach our target market more effectively and that really comes down to how well are you able to market your product how creative is your business you know what ideas can you come up with to really better your business and that was the main aspect of my business when I was younger because I was 13 years old and I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to come up with all the, these ideas to get more funding, to get more awareness out there about my business. And it really just comes down to the fact, what are you able to think of? And with the idea, what are you able to do with it? And our creativity, creativity doesn't only come in handy in the business world. It also comes in handy with our social, social lives outside of work. With owning our own business, we get pretty busy, especially if we have an event to go to, if we have a new product we're coming out with, if we're trying to market that product 24-7. Uh, and it comes down to, you know, how will we use our time? What should I do if I have something to do for my company, like social media wise, if I have to send something out real quick, if I have to do a business meeting, uh, do the homework, uh, when do I do the homework that's due tomorrow? And can I still go on my date tonight? And yes, teen entrepreneurs still have social lives, even if it may be hidden, just like I still have an obsession with Teen Wolf, even though I don't show it. But oh, I love Teen Wolf. Oh my yeah, goodness, I love it. <laughs> but like, I, I hide that. You know, I don't know if it's still relevant anymore, and if people are like, "Wow, you you still watch Teen Wolf? Like, you're weird." But anyway, <laughs> but um, that's just what I was thinking of. You know, like even as teen entrepreneurs, it may not look like we have socialized, but we still do. We still have you know things that we like to do in our daily lives. We still have people that we like to hang out with. But it really just comes down to trying to figure out how we're going to get through our day with everything that we have to do and you know it it does come down to some creativity you know how am I going to really utilize the time that I have during the day because if you're still in high school you know what time do you have left after you come home from school trying to get your business stuff done your homework done and let's say your friends want to go hang out you know are you going to have to make a sacrifice or are you going to have to come up with a way to really either multitask or get through something effectively to the point where you finish it on time and uh, you know most of the time you do have to make some sacrifices you you either say oh you know I'll, I'll do my homework later and I'll just go hang out with my friends or you can say okay well if this is due at a certain point I can do this much of my homework and then go hang out with my friends it it's really crazy to really think of how we really s switch around our schedules and try and get through everything through a day and mm -hmm. I've met some really cool people, especially teens that are younger than me. This girl, uh, Michaela Omer, is the founder of Me and the Bees Lemonade. This 11-year-old is the sweetest girl I've ever met. She is so cute. She's this little, short, little girl. And she has the cutest little voice. And she's super sweet. And she's hilarious. She has a wonderful sense of humor. But what's mm -hmm. even better is that she closed a contract with Whole Foods. She oh has her <laughs> in Whole Foods. And um, she, makes, she had a crazy contract uh and 
I just thought, oh my gosh, you're 11 years old, making millions of dollars with the contract that you have with Whole Foods. I'm like, how do you, how do you do that at 11 years yeah. old? And I'm sure she came up with the idea at 10, uh, because that has got to take time to get to that point but that I was like girl you are crazy and you are an inspiration to people who are your age and it, I just think that is so awesome and another one of my good friends from the group that I'm a part of Mikhail is also a part of that group that we are with uh, she also signed a contract with Walmart to shelve her uh, Blamtastic products and oh, wow she is doing so well she's super successful but she also goes to school uh, so we don't see her very often at the events that we throw, but I'm just thinking, man, all these people that I've met are so creative and so inventive and all these ideas that are coming from our youth, uh, this generation is so amazing. And it's so wonderful to think of that all these kids that are, that are coming up with ideas, they're going to be future business owners. They're going to be future presidents. They're going to be future CEOs. It's just, it's so cool to see the ingenuity and the, the creativity that we have as a generation. Yeah, that's insane. Oh my gosh. And like, you know, it's just, it's just, how do kids do that? It's like, I, 11, that's what I thought when I met her. <laughs> I know, you just, bam, close the deal with Whole Foods. And like, you know, I, I play the violin and I play in a youth orchestra. And I know some of these people in the orchestra, they're like, Oh man, I know I know an eighth grader who got into uh, San Francisco Youth Orchestra, which is like the best youth orchestra in the world. And wow. she's she's so small, you know. She's like she's like five one or like five feet, and then she just goes up and she plays scarily, and it's just all of these people are insane and they put so much work into it you know it's just they really do you just kind of yeah you stand back and you're like oh my gosh what the heck <laughs> <laughs> and and, like, what is going on it, it, mm. yeah and it's really it's ingenuity and creativity and being able to come up with all of you, these ideas that you have you know it doesn't start at a later age it really starts when you're a child and you're so creative when you're a kid. You're so thoughtful. You know, you're always thinking of these crazy ideas. And it's really sad to think about how often these ideas get shut down. And as a kid entrepreneur and as a teen entrepreneur, it's really hard to get that creativity past the barrier of age. Even though we are small and even though we are young, it doesn't mean that we're not able to come up with these awesome, brilliant ideas to mm-hmm. really better society or the economy or anything like that. You know, with all these small businesses popping up, that helps our economy. That helps the the, the country really uh, create more jobs, create more businesses, and that also inspires other people who are younger to think, wow, I can do that too. So that creates even more businesses and companies and jobs. And I just wish that is a cycle that would start, you know, really encouraging younger kids uh, starting at the preteens or even younger, telling them like, hey, if you have an idea, you've got to go for it. There's no right or wrong. There is, you want to go for it, go. If you don't feel like it's the time, then that's okay. I uh, started at a really young age, and that really gave me an insight on how to to do this. And it really gave me insight on how I'm going to handle myself and how I'm going to handle my success in the business world later on when I'm older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you really got to start small, as you said. And, like... I think I think our parents are definitely a part of that process, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 
Uh, you've got like open parents who are, you know, really into what you're doing. It can provide a really fundamental support base um, for your success later on. I know, I know my mom, um, she, what she'd do is when I was a kid, she'd read, um, she just read like encyclopedias to me. And then when I got oh, older, oh. yeah, I'm like sitting there like, oh my God, history. And she's just reading everything to me. I'm like, thanks mom, you know? And then later on when I was in middle school, uh, she helped me, she helped me with like math. And so we had like placement tests and stuff and she'd help me do that. And I remember she, she had like a fever once and she was like, in bed like sick and she like uh, my test was the next day and she like helped me get through that even though she was like so sick and I was like oh my god thanks mom for helping me succeed and so you know yeah I was like whoa and I I have her to thank for like where I am in terms of math and like Mm -hmm. I'm doing calculus in high school and my mom is just like such a fundamental basis of that and I feel like it's the same for a lot of these kids you know it's like they've got this creativity that's like bursting and like bright and exciting and their parents are really able to also push them forward and I I really like that (laughs) where like humans we help our future generations keep going (laughs) I I really think parents are the fundamental part of newer generations parents who are there their kids especially mine and the way your mom was there for you it really comes down to the parenting and how often these parents are there for their children and how often they encourage them and lift them up and make them believe that they can do anything that they dream of it just takes some effort and some passion and I really really do appreciate all the parents who who do that for their children because mine did that Mm -hmm. for me and you know often there were times that I took it for granted you know I I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that my parents were pouring in every single second of their day to really better my business and help Mm -hmm. me get to where I want to be so really I really do want to say thank you to all the parents who are helping their children along the way and really encouraging them and pushing them to get to where they need to be I think that is super awesome so I I really do want to encourage everybody who's listening that if you do have something that you want to do and you have this creative idea, go for it. No matter what anybody says, Mm -hmm. you know, negativity isn't going to get you anywhere. It's how you listen to the positivity that's there for you. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's a great note to end on to really push yourself and make sure you succeed. So thank you so much, Asia, for this awesome segment. That was great. And we were able to learn so much about your business and what kids these days are doing in terms of ingenuity. Uh, during the break, everyone, please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. Also visit our charity site at bethestarioura.org stay right, uh, and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarioura. Stay right here with us as we continue our amazing conversation. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile Be the star you are If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. 
Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of ingenuity. And I'm Brigitte Gia, and today we have the gift of ingenuity, the chapter uh, for you guys today by Jill Byington, and we're just going to read a little bit from this. Uh, So here we go. I've always been interested in the meaning behind words. For example, the words ingenuity and ingenue fascinate me because they both have the same French root word, but in English, they have meanings that seem to oppose one another. A person who has uh, ingenuity is someone who is imaginative or clever, but an ingenue is a person who is innocent or naive. Still, linguistics aside, I'm not so sure there's a true conflict in meaning. It all goes back to 1963 Volkswagen Beetle. The car was old when I was learning to drive, and it had survived my two older sisters' driving lessons already. The fenders were dented, and it rattled when it went down the road, but we were lucky to have a car at all. Our family had survived economic hard times, and my parents were working hard to pull us through. Meanwhile, through most of my childhood, if something broke, we fixed it, did without it, or found a different way to do it. So when reverse gear in the Volkswagen broke, and we couldn't afford the part to fix it, my dad said, who needs reverse? So we drove forward. We were lucky to have a driveway that went uphill to the house. We could pull the car in front first to park at home, and then just put it in neutral and roll backwards out of the driveway, taking a sharp turn at the bottom of the hill to put the car nose straight and ready to drive forward down the road. In parking lots, we chose only spots where we could pull through into the spot in front, ready to leave going forward again. If all else failed, the car was light enough for one person to push downhill or on the flat, or we could recruit a passerby to help push if needed. That didn't happen often. Frankly, we began to wonder if reverse could be considered as much of a luxury add-on in a car as air conditioning or a stereo. I enjoyed the challenge of always driving forward, but I was still embarrassed. Many of my peers were much better off. I envied their brand new cars, clothes, and homes, and often wondered what it would be like to have the latest style of clothes, or the latest of anything for that matter. I was the third sister in the hand-me-down line, and my oldest sister got her clothes from a well-off friend of ours. That put me at least four years behind the fashion curve. I anticipated a day when I could keep up with and greatest on my own, and not have to be embarrassed in front of anyone. 
I still remain four years behind the fashion curve. Now it's a bit by choice and a bit because I learned what it's like to have the latest of everything. It's expensive and new things break just as easily as old things. I'm grateful for the stamina and perspective that hard times gave me, and I've used everything I learned to press through difficulties of my own. I know now that there are things that shouldn't be done, but very few things that can't be done. Just like the time the Volkswagen lost reverse gear, I never question that when reverse isn't possible, you can always go forward, and so I find the ingenuity to do it. All right, so now after the story, we do have an exercise. Uh, it's called Doing Without to just exercise our ingenuity and be thankful for things. And so a good way to learn ingenuity is to imagine how life might be without certain things. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to think of more than one way to get something done. Who knew we'd be able to drive a car without reverse gear and have no problems? Here are a few ideas for you to think about. You can do some research online or in the library to find new ways to do these things. Uh, so we have how would you clean your teeth without toothpaste? And how would you keep cool or stay warm without electricity? How would you get to work or school without a car or someone to drive you? How would you have fun with friends without much money? And how would you go to college without a scholarship? And then we have one more quote from Jill Byington. Um, Who needs reverse? Find a way to go forward. And I think that is so, so cool. And actually, a lot of the questions that we had went over are some things that I can relate to, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. How do we get to school or work without a car or someone to drive you? I actually started working at the age of 16 and a half, 17, and I did not get my car until 18. So I had to figure out, you know, what jobs could I get that were close to home so I could walk. Even though it did snow uh, here in Colorado, we've had some pretty bad snowstorms. I've had to walk home and I've had to walk to work and I've had to walk to school. You know, I just had to find ways to get places without a car. And uh, how would you have fun with friends without much money? And that was me as well when I was younger, you know, having a job at the age of 16 and a half, still going to school. I really couldn't work very many hours, so I didn't get a very big paycheck. And I was still saving for my car that I was working on as well. And it really came down to, like, what can we do for free and where can we go without a car uh, if one of our friends wasn't able to drive that day? So we would always try and find something to do. And also, how would you go to college without a scholarship? That one is a very tough one. And that was a, a question that I had to face before I graduated high school. And, you know, really, without a scholarship, you've got to find a way, you know, how much money do you make? How much can you save? Can you get a loan? Can you get some grants? Uh, And it really comes down to trying to figure out what you can do instead of what can't you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, I can really relate to the the car thing, especially. Um, I'm still, I'm 16 going on 17, but um, I'm I'm still in the process (laughs) of learning to drive. Think of Sam the music song. I'm 16 going on 17. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, yeah, so I, I'm i learning to drive. Haven't really gotten through getting my license, still have my uh-huh. permit. And so I've been I've been doing like internships and stuff. And I I think for, for one of the political things I did, I had to go all the way down to Fremont, you know, three times wow. a week. And so I was, I was taking BART. I was you know trying to find shortcuts to go around the like time the time you have to take to get down there without yeah. a car and so it really it really made me like first of all appreciate that my parents can drive me around a lot which is really nice uh and then second of all to be able to kind of like find routes and like 
you know, download a bunch of apps on your phone that'll tell you where to go and like kind of direct you a little bit and really explore um, more like of thinking, thinking for yourself. And so that's definitely a really great tip that uh, Miss Byington mentioned or like, how would you, how would you get around without a car? And I think that's also cool because it's like environmentally friendly, you know, because you can like think about biking or like walking, as you said, and you can kind of be you know like have ingenuity by not using a car and (laughs) And so that's also pretty cool yeah definitely and I think as high schoolers and college students you really gotta have that uh down to a t with oh yeah (laughs) how do we get through certain points in our lives that seem so difficult and that really comes down to you know how are we going to get a better grade what can I do with I do this project uh, how am I going to get somewhere without a car? Uh, what can I do with no money? And really, you know, there are websites that you can go to, uh, you know, how to get funding for college without a scholarship, how to really uh, make more money so you can save for a car, how to have fun with your friends, what to do for free. There's so many different things that you can find. And if you can think of something on your own, props to you you know you're super creative and you know you're, you're doing pretty well so far so it I think it really just comes down to how creative can we be and I think this generation is pretty creative on their own we are pretty uh, ingenious people we're pretty awesome so mm-hmm. <laughs> so it really you know it's mm-hmm. just a big encouragement to see what you can do with what little you have yeah definitely and I think we also do have, I feel like we have a lot of resources as well um, in we this do. generation, which is really nice. It's like it furthers our ability to kind of, you know, make way for ourselves and kind of like determine how we're going to get around things. And mm-hmm. that's that's the really nice thing about growing oh, up. In the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Thank yeah. goodness for Google Maps. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Pinterest. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we are out of time. And uh, that's about it for this segment. But stay tuned for the next segment. We've got Brigitte on. Uh, during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be the Story War 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. For more info, go to events at our website at www.btsya.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Visit uh, www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on the gift of ingenuity. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're 
listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. And today I'll be doing a segment on Art Attack, my segment Art Attack, for the gift of ingenuity. Uh, So here we go. Um, Art is actually chock full of ingenuity, uh, or so I found. And I was thinking about this when I wrote this segment um, and kind of thought about what to talk about. Because being an artist in itself really cultivates your creative genius and like creating art makes you um kind of like boost your ingenuity um art really brings out like natural human imagination even if you're just a student right and so when i was writing this segment i didn't want to just showcase like certain people who are just geniuses and brought up new ideas i kind of wanted to talk about how like art in itself is a form of expressing ingenuity and really bringing that to light And so even still life, like when you're just sketching, you know, an object in front of you really forces us to form our ingenuity and form a perspective. And in doing so, that kind of cultivates our imagination. And so um, I'm learning about Friedrich Nietzsche in English class right now. And he said that humankind will always kind of have a perspective on things. And your perspective is kind of when you see an object and then your mind automatically, like, performs an act of ingenuity and imagines it to the perspective that you see. And so even the least unique thing really brings about a unique ingenuity. And I feel like artists really use this concept to its fullest because each artist, no matter how beginner you are, how advanced you are, you have your own unique perspective on something that's shaped by your personality, what you've gone through in life, your history. And when you put that on paper, it's a unique work, you know, even if it's the most, even if you're drawing like a box, it's a box from your perspective, you know, from your imagination. And so it kind of, whenever you're drawing or whenever you're doing any sort of art, you really are, you know, putting forth ingenuity and creating something new, which I think is really cool about art. And especially in relation to this week's theme is that art in itself is just an act of ingenuity in the first place. And so you don't need to be a genius. You don't need to be Picasso to be able to have ingenuity when you do art. You just, you have it naturally, you know, it's within the human mind to be able to do it. And due to our perspectives, we really do create unique masterpieces every time we draw or paint or sculpt or whatever art that we prefer. And so I thought, like, first of all, it's always really cool um, when art is, like, put down to a single person and it doesn't matter, you know, how much talent you have. You're really just whatever you put on the paper is a masterpiece. But I did also want to talk about some of the bigger art movements that really relate to ingenuity. And uh, one one movement or like a combo of movements that really sticks out in my mind is the impressionist slash Japanese like morph that I thought was really a display of ingenuity. And so we have impressionists in the 1800s and they're already doing their thing. You know, they've already split (laughs) off from the traditional French school of art and said, okay, you know what? 
we're not going to listen to you. We're going to do our own act of ingenuity and create this new depiction of painting where we're just going to paint light and dark and movement and emotion instead of painting portraits of fancy people who we don't really care about anyway. We're going to pay for life. Yeah, we're going to pay for life, not for memory or not for memory. And so what's really, you know, um, a really great depiction of ingenuity with the Impressionist movement is that there was a portion of, of the Impressionist movement that kind of morphed Japanese, like, ideas and depictions of subjects into uh, their paintings and their works. And you really have this with, uh, for example, Van Gogh. I think I've talked about this on another segment, but it's really exciting that Van Gogh, some of his works, um, you'll see impressionistic styles, but then he has this one series where he's implementing like Japanese elements like the peaceful cherry blossoms and the color schemes of traditional Japanese art and depicting them in an impressionist way and I thought that was just a really just a gigantic um, example of ingenuity where you really see Van Gogh and other artists like him in the impressionist movement taking in a whole different culture of art and of depicting things and embracing it and putting it within their art and that entire movement itself is just I think a separate a separate uh, act of ingenuity from the impressionist movement itself which can also be of course considered a huge act of ingenuity but um, I really think the incorporate uh, incorporation of Japanese art into the impressionist movement is something that wasn't really done before there was never too much of a mixing of cultures uh, within art um, Although you do see, like, traditional African art being incorporated into um, other styles of art as well, I think the Impressionist slash Japanese kind of movement was really a unique thing of its own that became just this huge, awesome, like, way of expressing yourself in a mix of the two cultures. And so... We have the Impressionist movement and, you know, the whole morph that I just talked about. (laughs) But we also have Cubism splitting off of that. And Cubism is really also, I think, definitely an an act of ingenuity within itself. Because you have this smashing of the illusion of perfection within art. And that's something that had took a huge level of creativity, right? You you see something, you see a cube, and you don't see, you know, a shattered cube instantly. But these cubists, uh, these cubism painters, these cubists, uh, surrealists, <laughs> were able to take that, take a whole cube, and then shatter it within their minds and within their art. And that, that in itself takes creativity, takes imagination. That's really what art is about. And relating to Cubism, I think, of course, we think of Picasso. And I did mention earlier that you don't have to be a Picasso to have ingenuity. But Picasso did have a huge degree of ingenuity, which is kind of displayed in his um, progressive art. So if you look at his younger self or like what he did as a young man or like when he was a student, maybe not a student, but like when he was starting out, he started out with very traditional portraits. You know, you've got very realistic portraits and people often say, oh, wow, when when they look at some work that doesn't really look realistic, they say, wow, that looks like a Picasso. Like, I don't think Picasso even knew how to paint. But like, if you look at, you know, if you look at the very beginning when he started out, 
it's just his portraits are amazing. They're perfectly realistic. It's like a photograph and it's just incredible. And then you see as he grows older and as he grows more mature and his painting style morphs into one that he can really call his own, it turns into like a more intense perspective than he um, had when he was younger. And so this kind of ties in with what I was talking about um, before, where you have your own perspective even when you're drawing a still life. And mm -hmm. so Picasso's younger self, he was drawing still lives, he was drawing portraits, and they were really realistic. So he didn't have too much of a perspective, even though um, his work was kind of in his perspective and it kind of had a style. But once he grew older and once he matured, his ingenuity really came out and his perspective mm -hmm. and all its like creativity and imagination really came out. And I think that's the beauty of looking at Picasso's from the works from like the beginning to the end where you see this huge like disparity between the two between realism and the end product uh the yeah. surrealism that he ended up with and that's uh, I was very I was very excited when I first learned it because I I had no idea I mean in the back of my mind I thought oh yeah of course he you know started out with these basic shapes and like basic portraits and they probably looked amazing but it never really hit me until I actually saw one of his younger works one of the works he did as a young man and then I realized that wow his ingenuity was like years in the making and you know he was incredible as a youth but then by, by the very end he'd you know developed an entire like movement in art and that does take a great deal of ingenuity for sure it, it does yeah. It does. And what made me uh, mm -hmm. think about this earlier is music as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, or you have, you have again, like Mozart, and then, like, at the end of his life, he just delved into this whole, like, different... Um, or, like, when he was young, it was... It was beautiful, of course. He was a genius. But it was also, like, more strictly following, less, less like, frills and less Mozart than it was <laughs> at the very end. And so I think artists, whether you're talking about music, talking about um, like visual art, I think it really takes every artist a while to get to that point of, mm -hmm. you know, pure ingenuity where you've developed your own perspective and imagination so much that it becomes a unique movement. And not every artist, I feel like, gets to that point. Yeah. Not every artist is but known they do enough really to get hard. to that point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like... All, all artists have, like, this amazing, different, unique perspective. But yeah. then, by the very end, you might be able to start, like, an entire art movement with your ingenuity. And I think exactly. that's just incredible. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how they start out and where their ingenuity and insight and creativity progresses to at the end. Or mm -hmm. at a certain point in their lives. Like, with music artists, you know, directors, people who create movies for a living, uh, artists who paint or draw or anything like that. It's interesting to see how they progress from one point to the next with their ingenuity and how they really develop their creativity. So I mm -hmm. think that's pretty awesome. And I love hearing about all these segments uh, with your art attack and, and <laughs> seeing it where you get your information and, and what you know and all the knowledge that you share with us. So thank you very much, Brigitte. <laughs> But uh, sadly, we are uh, out of time. But thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, and Be the Star You Are, and a Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineers. And thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. 
And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org and our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be inventive, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself